Good to see everyone on this uh, summer Sunday. If you've not met, I'm Pastor Mike Ramdell, and we thank Scott and Sandra, and Tammy Lander's going to sing with Scott for the great music today. Uh, the choir's going to be back next weekend. Look forward to that. We also and orchestra as well, and we also uh, look forward to time this season when we have special music like Scott sang today so beautifully, such, such very meaningful words, fits the series so well. If you're a guest in our church, you may not know we've been in a series on the book of Habakkuk, a good Bible book, three chapters of a book I think is very important to the church and for all of us. God gave it to us for a reason, that book, and really about a man who is praying to God in three chapters worth of prayer during a very, very, very difficult season for him and the world he was living in, Jerusalem and Judea. There were enemies at the gate, about ready to destroy, really, the city of Jerusalem. He also bewails the fact that around him people have left God, abandoned God. They're not living as God taught them to live. He uses the word sin about the people around him in his world. His own life is falling apart. And it looks like it's going to get worse before it gets better. In fact, it is going to get worse, much, much worse. Uh, Jerusalem is going to be destroyed very shortly. And so he prays a prayer, talks to God, saying some things like this. The very first chapter, he said, how long, O Lord, is this going to go on before it gets better if it does? So the opening prayer is saying, what's going on? Why is this happening? It makes no sense. It's so difficult, I can't understand it. That's what he's saying for almost an entire chapter. At least in chapter 2, where the prayer is more this. In that time, he looks to God, and, and, and he's told by God, be faithful. That's your job, be faithful. Keep the faith. That's your job, uh, Habakkuk. No matter what's happening around you, keep the faith. And we have a verse I looked at as well where it talks about who God is. God is in his holy temple. Keep silent before him as he looks to God. And just it's about God. It's about God. If God isn't all of life, it's about God. Now today we look at how we live in strength and courage in seasons that are difficult. The message title very clearly being just simply strength and courage. And you heard the verses read. We'll read again next weekend as we finish the series looking at joy. But today, at courage, faith, and hard times, how we make it work in our life. Uh, many years ago, my wife and I were visiting Key West. My wife is from Key West. So we're, with, we're staying with her, her dad in those years. We'd visit there. And so we went off into Key West. It wasn't unusual for us, kind of her going home, of course. And we met a friend of uh, Rhonda's father whose name was Laszlo. And I didn't know Laszlo's last name till recently, but his name was Laszlo, and, and uh, he was living in his van. In those days, it wasn't unusual in Key West to be living in your van. He was living in his van there in the, in the, in the early 80s, and we did some visiting, and, things, and he told us a whopping big story, we thought. He said that, uh, oh, I'm an Olympic javelin thrower, and I'm here in Key West training for the next Olympics living in his van, you know, we're thinking that. In his spare time, when he wasn't training for the Olympics, we thought, uh, he was collecting autographs. Uh, and he wanted to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most autographs collected. So he would go up and down the beach and collect those autographs. That's what Laszlo did. Well, that was before Google. And so a couple weeks ago, I thought, I'm going to Google this Laszlo guy with Canada, he said he's from Canada, he, was, he, was a, he represented Canada in the Olympics. So Canada, Laszlo Javelin, and this is what came up. There's this picture, and that is an Olympic picture. He's getting ready to throw the javelin there in the Olympics where he actually placed the highest in the javelin throw of any Olympic thrower in Canadian history. 
He is actually kind of a national hero in Canada, which I did not know that about him. In 1983, he actually won the Pan American Games in the Olympics. He came in second place in another uh, big, big contest there. Didn't know, I thought he was telling a story. Well, it, it was true. It was true. Uh, now, as it turned out, not long after this, when we met him, he had a wreck and it ended his ability to ever go to the Olympics again uh, because of that wreck. Uh, he also, as the years went by, still collected autographs up until his death. Uh, he probably isn't going to book of world records for that. I haven't checked that out, but he could very well be. He did it, did it that many years. So that's a long time. But somewhere uh, not too many years ago, he decided to go mushroom hunting and found some mushrooms to eat, and he didn't know exactly what he should or should, and he ate mushrooms that actually ended up taking his life, which is very tragic. I'm going to show you the next picture of Laszlo. This is also, this is on his obituary, uh, Laszlo Babitz is his name, because you can find that on Google, and, and that's, he, he was probably about 53 in that picture. A dramatic difference, I think, in the two pictures, as you might imagine here, and what was happening, but I'm telling you about him, because you take his picture off now, Laszlo, and may God bless his family and the loss that they experienced, but uh, Laszlo had a, had a value that he found for himself, uh, and, and for him, it was lifelong the Olympics, First, training for it, doing it, training some more, hoping it would happen again, and then remembering it. And that was his life. And in that middle of that, he found something else also he threw in with collecting autographs. It gave him a reason to get up in the morning and spend all day and then return home to his van or where he was living. Actually, they was Rhonda's dad for a while, uh, for a period of time, because my dad helped him out in a, in a hard season. Uh, but as we think about that, I want you to think with me about what do you really value in your life? What's important to you? What matters the most? What do you care the most about? The point of Habakkuk, especially in the fourth week here, is he's beginning to move to a place where I value walking with God and God walking with me. We'll say more about that in a second with the, with the, the verses that we're going to look at from the, from the text. But I want you, he valued walking with God and God walking with him more than anything else. He reached that point in his life. Now, God is graceful. He gives us all kinds of things. He saves our souls. He grants us miracles. He provides, opens doors when they, say, when they seem not they, they can't be opened. And we experience that in life. And thank you, God, for that. But, but somewhere we got to come to a place where we say, walking with God is my highest value. And God walking with me means everything. We may want a cure from cancer that we're experiencing if we're dealing with cancer. We may need an answer financially. We may want a relationship healed that's broken. We may want to get through a problem of some sort, whatever. We, may want, we want the world to be better than it is. We always want that. Fix this. Those are all valuable things. They have meaning. They're important. We care about them. But in the end here is walking with God is higher than all of that. It's a higher value. It's a greater value. It's the best thing. Walking through cancer with God is important to me, even more important than being cured of the disease, even though I pray for that curing. I pray for that answer. I pray for that miracle. God, grant me that, but walk with me above all, and may I walk with you. Here's some of the things the New Testament says about this theme. Uh, one verse says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. 
Not only do we have in that verse that God is helping us, we have the strength of Christ in my life. I love that. I love that I have Jesus in my experience and this struggle and this sick time or hard time or difficult time or impossible time. But he's with me, giving me strength. I appreciate that part of my journey, no matter how hard it might be. Another verse says, nothing is impossible with God. I often say at funerals this very word, that, that we're going now through an impossible time. It can't be done. We thought we could not do it. We couldn't believe it would ever come to us losing this loved one, this spouse or a parent or child or brother or sister. But, but, but nothing is impossible with God. There's a possibility of walking with God through this and I can get through. The Apostle Paul talked about life this way. I've run my race, fought my fight, finished my course. That's how he describes his own life, his own struggles that he walked through. It's a fight. It's a struggle. It's a battle. That's my journey. Jesus said in our following him, he said, Lo, I'll be with you even to the end of the age. I'll always be with you. That was his biggest promise. I'll always be there. I will always be present with you wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're going through. I will be there with you, whatever it might be. And he promised them in that, mentioned it the first week of this series, in this world you're going to have trouble, so get ready for it. But I've overcome that trouble. Believe that with me. When he invited his followers to follow him, he simply said, follow me. Just follow me. No promises other than You'll be with me as I promise to be with you. We'll walk through life together. That must be our highest value. And that's what makes sense out of a lifelong journey with Christ. Interspersed with miracles, with blessings, with answers to prayer, with days that, that, that we do have fruit in the vine and herd in the stalls and the things that we need, but also days that we don't. But if our highest value is God with us, it's all good. It's all okay because God is with us. And sometimes God being with us in the hardest times makes it the best time. Do you hear me say that? Sometimes God being with us in the hardest times makes it the best time, especially when we look back at it and say, you know, God was there. As I thought I couldn't do it, but God got me through. There's a verse we're going to look at now that I love and I memorized long ago. I'm actually going to put on the screen here uh, the, the New American Standard translation of that. The word you heard read a moment ago uses the word dear, but I memorized it in the old text, so I want to share that with you. Put that up if we can to back at 319. The Lord God is my strength. He has made my feet like hinds feet, the feet of a deer, and makes me walk on my high places. Uh, now, that, we have to really put ourselves in the position of Habakkuk, the writer of this, as he, as he interacts with God, what he's seen in his life. There in Israel, there are many, many mountains, many, many hills, many, many high places. It's made up of mountainous areas. And most people live in the valleys, uh, whereas you might imagine they would live. And they look up there and see things like this. And I'm going to show you a, a picture, if I can. Of, uh, these, these are simply a hind, an Israeli deer in, in a mountainous area, so you see what they look like. There's also some conversation that maybe Habakkuk is talking about uh, maybe an ibex, which also lives in the mountains there, maybe mountain goats as well, and maybe these mountain deer. They might have differentiated between those things back in those days in writing these words. Now, it's amazing what these animals can do, but you imagine standing and looking and seeing them in a high place where I can't go there, I can't walk there, I can't live there, I can't do that. That looks impossible. I'm going to show you a video of Ibex. 
who are doing some amazing things here as we think about the ibex, an animal that lives in Israel. This is not in Israel, but it shows you what they can do. There it is on the side of a, do you recognize what that is? That's a dam. And it's walking in a place, now you see it. Now that's just, now, now don't try that, you know. Uh, but that's amazing. It's almost miraculous, isn't it? It's like a defying gravity, doing something that cannot be done. And Habakkuk sees that and says, hey, God's going to make me like that. I'm going to be able to do that. He's not going to take the hillside away or the mountain away or the difficulty away, but he's going to be with me as I walk that journey. And, and that is just, I think, a striking image of what I think Habakkuk is saying in this word that God gives us today. The Lord God, the, the, the amazing God, made my feet this way. And I'm going to, I have three quick analogies I want to make with that. So if, I, if you allow me to do that, I think it's telling us that finding footholds on the mountain where there seem to be none. It looks like it's not possible. There are footholds that God will help us find, discover, and walk, and walk through to keep where we need to go. And so that's the first thing I think it says. Second thing I think it says is this. We climb higher than seems possible. They would say, that can't be done, yet the Bible says, yes, I can do that. I'll climb higher than seems possible, live in a place I can't imagine living, survive in ways that I can't imagine surviving. It leads to the third point of that initial illustration here. Overcoming situations and hard times that seem overwhelming. That, that's just overwhelming to us that we can possibly overcome this, that we enter it again. Sometimes it's like that. I've already done this, now I'm doing it again. No, I'm doing it again, I can't believe that. You know, I can't believe what they, the doctor said. I can't believe what my boss said. I can't believe what my loved one told me. I can't believe what I read in the newspaper or online or on the internet or wherever. I, I can't believe what's happening in my world. I can't believe where I am in my life right now. It's impossible to believe this. And yet we, hearing God say that, that make my feet like the feet of a deer or an ibex or a mountain goat, that I can climb in these high places. And not only does that verse mean that I can go to the impossible because of God's strength in my life, but also these idea of high places themselves is where God is, walking with God. They would see this place as, there, I get closer to God if I climb that mountain, and I, and I could get up there, I could, I could touch God better than I can here in the valley. That's also part of the image that's given to us in the book of Habakkuk, because the point I really want you to get today, the evidence of faith is strength and courage. The evidence of faith is strength and courage. Now, I think sometimes we, we get this wrong. Uh, we sometimes are taught that faith is, if I have enough faith, God will do what I want. If what I want doesn't happen, then I don't have enough faith. I've got to go back and find some more. There is some truth to that in how we have faith in God. God works in our life, but that's not really what we're talking about. And I don't believe necessarily true most of the time. I think instead, the evidence of faith is that we have strength and courage to walk through life with God. Walk through life with God in our hearts and our lives, our faith in that God who loves us, our journey with God, God with us. That's where strength and courage comes from. And that is the highest value for the, so someone who really loves God and knows God loves them. They're saying, I walk with God this season, and God was with me, and that was good, as hard as it was. And that was good, as painful as it was. And that was good, 
as impossible as it seemed to be at the time. Because God was with me, and I was with God, and how special that is. Because walking with God is a reward in itself. We like other rewards. Give me a miracle. Answer a prayer. Make it go like I want it to. Restore this. Fix that. Repair that. And God does those things for us many times in life. But, but in the end, the truth is today, walking with God is a, is a, is a reward in itself. And walking with God through hard times, God walking with us, is sometimes the greatest reward of all as he, work, as he works to redeem us, save us, mold and shape us, connect with himself, and one day give us everlasting life. We have an 18-year-old granddaughter. When she was three years old, for whatever reason, her name is Kenzie, she was uh, in the back seat of my car, uh, and I was taking her somewhere. I don't remember where. I don't remember why. She was in her car seat, but I had her for whatever reason. Uh, at the time, I'm sure I thought I was about important things. I had places to go, people to see, stuff to do. You know, you know the drill. And so I was doing what I occasionally do. Usually I'm by myself when I do this, but I talk to myself when I'm alone. Now, how many have ever talked to yourself when no one was around? How many can talk to yourself even when people are around? Some of you can do that, right. How many are talking to yourself right now while I'm preaching? Anybody here, a few of you doing that? Yeah. Anyway, that's what I do. And so I was talking to myself. I'm sure about important stuff. I had stuff to do, places to go. People, I'm important. I have a job. I'm a pastor of a church. I, you know, again, I don't remember what it was, but it seemed, important. Uh, it seemed important enough at the time to talk to myself about it. And somewhere in my intense conversation with Mike Ramsdell, uh, my little three-year-old granddaughter piped up with her little bitty voice and said, Granddad, you don't have to talk to yourself. You can talk to me. I don't remember where I was going, what I was doing, or why I thought it was important or a big deal, but I remember my little three-year-old granddaughter with me in the car, and we, we had a better conversation after that. Let's talk to her and let her talk to me. And I think, I think walking with God has a lot of similarities. There are many things in your life you've been through you've thought, I don't know why I thought that was a big deal at the time. It really wasn't. I don't know why I worried about that or, or why I thought, I don't, and you, we, say, we say that to ourselves, yet, yet the reality is God was with me. God is with me. I'm with God. God will be with me. And we have that framework we know so well of Jesus Christ. His love shown to us in some of the verses I read earlier from the New Testament. What is life about? What's important? What's our highest value? What matters the most to you and me? I have one more, one more point I want to give you today, and it's kind of add-on, but I want you to see it. It's important to know what we do what we, what we do what we can do and let God do the God stuff. I just wanted you to have that. Uh, I've learned in my life, and I'm still learning it really, uh, that there are only some things that I can do. I can't do very much. My ability is very minimal compared to the ability of God. So I have to come to a place of re reconciling that truth with God in my own life that God is always going to be the God that God is. And, and the word here is the, the, the Lord God, the sovereign God is what it's saying, the God who has authority and, and the God who is holy, the God who is majestic and amazing. Habakkuk repeats that theme throughout the book, who God is. And that's the God that we have in our life. And, and he's going to take care of the God stuff. You can't do it anyway, but take care of your stuff. Have faith. Be faithful. Worship. Give thanks. Pray. Uh, we look over Habakkuk's shoulders. He struggles with that honest place of approaching God in that way, living by faith in that way. 
make my feet like the feet of deer, that I can walk in my high places. I can walk with God to the heights where God is, and we want God to be with us. How powerful that is. I begin with the story of Lazarus. I've told that story before many years ago, but uh, I've not told it since I've ha- actually seen pictures and know more about uh, who Laszlo was and used to be. Again, he's about, he's about uh, six years younger than me and passed away a couple years ago, Laszlo did. Uh, but his values were, I mean, the Olympics is nice, you know. Uh, he was actually there. He wore the uniform of Canada. His name is in the record books there for things that he had, he'd done, Pan American Games and all that. You know, and being the Guinness Book of World Records, well, hey, got your name in a book. It's got 10, 100,000 other names in there too. But, you, you know, that's that, not saying that's not a value. That's, that's all right. I mean, that's not a bad thing to do. But what's your highest value? And that's the key to the message and the worship service. What's your highest? What matters the most to you in your life? Is it walking with God and having God walk? Is that what you want? Is that what you care about? Walking with God and having God walk with you. If that's true, no matter what you face, and Pastor David's been saying every week, and, and Johnny said it as well, that if you don't need this sermon now, you're going to need it. If you don't need these words now, you're going to need these words. If you don't need these verses here, you're going to need them. That's so true. But if God is your highest value, then whatever you face is, God is walking with me in this season, and it's okay. I can do it because God is here in my life. And I'm with God. In the seasons, the things are going really, really well. There's fruit in the vine. There's a herd in the stall. Uh, there are buds on the, on the fig tree. And the days when there's not. Because some days, the fig is there, and the fruit is there, and the animal's there. Other days, there's not. That's our journey. But God is with us. And that's the celebration of the church. Will you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, you know us so well, and our journey has, has the ups, and we love the ups. God, you know when things are going well, we really like that. But some days it's, it's a downs. It's a bad day. It's a hard day. It's a, not an easy day. We, we go out there looking for the fruit, and it's not there. Wait for the, the day to come when the reward is happening, and there's no reward. We, we wait for the good news, and where is the good news? And we, we have those days, God, but today we come to you. In the midst of all that, we, we proclaim as best we know how that, God, we want you to walk with us. We want to walk with you. Father, we want that to be our greatest treasure in life, your presence with us, your spirit in our hearts. Days not lived alone, but with you with us. We seek for God today, and we, and we ask you for this, that you turn our hearts towards you in an act of faith, faith for many of us that is in hard times. Pray in Jesus' name, amen.